Oh my goodness, what's up? It's Robin Smith, and it's time for the Robin Smith Show for Sunday, January 9th, 2021. And I am in the COVID club. COVID, COVID. That's one of the symptoms when you get positive is your all your all your all your V's, all your base are belong to us. All your V's get pronounced uh as B's. I'm sorry. Welcome to the show. Uh this is my podcast, The Robin Smith Show. If you're new to the show, welcome. Dear old listeners, welcome back for your faithful return to this strange corner of the internet. Uh yeah, did you all see all the the uh, January 6th uh, reminiscing? If you've been listening to the news, there were two, you know, there were two journalists particularly, I won't name their names, but they they got all emotional. They're probably not the only ones. Like a lot of journalists are probably got emotional uh, recounting, you know, especially those who were covering and like in the Capitol when it all went down. And... Uh, yeah, man, there's a I was talking to my cousin uh, the other day and I was talking about like the injuries to the Capitol, the physical injuries. You know, we cleaned those up pretty quickly, but the emotional wounds of the desecration of our temple of democracy, those emotional wounds are clearly carried still by all of us. And uh, yeah, I don't want to get into politics right now, but, uh, you know, January 6th was clearly a, an impo- it, it, it's an important date and it hangs heavily, you know. You remember when 9/11 happened? Uh, this was the 10-year anniversary. Of course you remember. I'm saying the the 10 the 10-year <laughs> anniversary and and if you're listening to the radio or watching TV just like everyone's remembering, you know, that day and 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 getting emotional. Well, that's that's what we're doing for 1/6, right? Even hearing people refer to it as 1/6 versus January 6th, it's like, oh yeah, but it does give it that gravity of 9/11. You know, what if it wasn't domestic? What if it was what if it was the Russians or the Chinese or, you know, some other uh, sovereign state that came in and desecrated our our capital? You know, the the response would be a lot different, a lot different. Right. Um, But when it's our homegrown uh, boys in red, white and blue uh, or more like white, more white than red and blue. Right. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. Did you hear that? Okay, there's some there's a meltdown. I might have to go. I think it's I think it's I think we're okay. I think we're in the clear. Um, did you all hear about the Virginia Department of Transportation? The uh, you know everyone got stuck on ninety five I ninety five. Tim Kaine got stuck. I think his car everyone's car ran out of gas because it was like over a day of just and in the cold. Right? And did you all hear about the bread company, Schmidt's Bread Company, who finally got on social media? They've been around since what, like 1930 something? I don't know. They haven't. They this this was the event that got them on social media. They're like, okay, fine, we'll we'll talk about our driver who delivered bread to the hungry in the encampment, the I-95 encampment. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, active community. You know. Um, I got to talk to you guys about. Uh, Kelly and I got new phones. We're we're the kind of people. I don't know if you get phones every new year or every two years. The la- our phones were iPhone sixes, so we have quite an orientation to the new landscape now. But anyway, when we got the new phones, uh, the password technology was like, "Hey, you kind of suck at making passwords. You got a lot of reused passwords here. You are an idiot. You are you are vulnerable." So you know, we've been redoing passwords and. Uh, well, on a somewhat related note, my credit card 
that fraud. I had to shut it down, and uh, so I'm I'm choosing a new password. And I'm doing my old, you know, I'm like, I'm abiding by the new rules. It's like, okay, don't reuse your passwords. Okay, I'm slow to the party, but I'm not doing it. But I'm still doing the tricks of memory, right? And so then it says, it yells at me. It says, no more than two identical or sequential characters, like 111, AAA, 123, ABC, all that stuff. And if you haven't seen it, uh, I think it was 2020, Michael McIntyre, a stand-up, uh, he has a really good bit about passwords. Uh, it, it's on Netflix. I'll, but you, you should be able to watch the bit on YouTube. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's hilarious. Because basically, he goes through all of the password, the cat and mouse game of passwords and having to get more complicated passwords. And basically, all us schmoes you know, doing the bare minimum of, of creating unique passwords. <laughs> it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's great. Michael McIntyre. Anyway, um, because this is, not, this is not an interview episode, I'm going to play some tunes. I got a couple more counterfeit Molly tracks for you. Longtime listeners are familiar with the band. Um, I've been plowing through this album, Subtext, and uh, yeah, we're going to get to that in just a second. But first, I have to complain. Surprise, surprise. Excuse me. I have to complain about the nastiest, the nastiest medicine I know, I know everyone's getting sick, and so probably taking, you know, cough and cold and decongest, all the stuff, right? I f- somehow found, I went to CVS, and, uh, you know, the shelves were empty, because everyone's sick in this area, you know. This is like, this is the dark winter of Omicron, right? So, we, you know, there's the CVS brand uh, children's medicine. I gotta, I gotta take the adult levels of it. I pour it out. It's the first time I've ever had uh I don't know if you when you when you were growing up, did you like the taste of Tussin, Robitussin, Dimatap? Dimatap was okay. Grape for me, grape, grape was okay. But the Robitussin was oh, I had to get a chaser every time. I pour this stuff out, it's blue. And I was like, oh wow, oh cool. Look, girls, look, it's blue. The nastiest. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I I'm I'm having flashbacks. Um I have to share, this is so touching. The garbage men, so many of you with kids uh, in year one of the pandemic when we were in lockdown and, you know, you're not getting a lot of socialization if you're abiding by that lockdown, but the garbage men come by. So they're like, hey, these are adults that are not our family. And like, you can wave at them and say hi. A lot of people like, you know, (laughs) uh, kids befriended their garbage men. Anyway, for for Christmas, my girls gave the garbage men uh, drawings and it was so sweet. The next week, uh, the driver gets out of the truck and like shows us that he's got the drawings like framed. He has them up on his dashboard. It's so cute. Oh my god. Anyway, um, yeah, that was that was unexpected, and the girls loved it. And uh, yeah, it's just it's 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 special. Like it's nice. You know that guy. You know, maybe he's a granddad or he's a dad or something. I don't know. Thought I'd share. Anyway, sorry, let's get to the track here. This is the new shit, okay? Uh, paradoxically, it's not new. I don't know what what year subtext came out, but it this is Counterfeit Molly, for those who don't know, uh, they played with The Very Small, my band, The Very Small, uh, at, our, at our first album, debut album CD release show at Asylum Nightclub in D.C. on January 23rd. So that anniversary is coming up, 13-year anniversary of that CD getting released. And... Uh, Anyway, they're awesome. So if you haven't heard them, enjoy. This is uh, their song, The New Shit. 
Okay. So that was the new shit um, from Counterf- Counterfeit Molly's album Subtext. And, you know, I mentioned on, an, on a previous episode that I was talking about my, my IFS conversion. For those of you who don't know, IFS is an approach to psychotherapy. It stands for Internal Family Systems. And uh, I, I you know, basically said, oh, that's a whole other episode. Well, I've got the time. I've got the time on these solo episodes. My, my Buzzsprout account says I have uh, like 30 more minutes or something. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to geek out on this a little bit. Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, internal family systems is I'm, – I've, I'm sure I'm going to talk about this even more because it's just I, – I tried to write an article about this on my blog – on the Couple and Family Clinic, my practice is blog. I, I tried to write an article, but I haven't released it on social media yet. So I published it like on New Year's Eve. And I still haven't promoted it because it's not, there's a part of me that's not ready to promote it, even though I'm talking about it here on the podcast. So I get that I'm also paradoxically and counterintuitively promoting it now, but it's just not ready. It's not, so if you go read it, just know that it's going to be changed. If you're, you're getting the first draft that's published, that's just how I roll. Um, I, I asked for some feedback from friend of the show, Zach B, a fellow therapist, and he he read it over and he was like, who's the audience? <laughs> you know, like, who's who's this audience for? Because it definitely goes quick. And, and uh, you know, if you're a therapist, I think it reads well. But if you're a member of the lay public, as most you listeners, most you listeners are anyway, I think uh, I got a healthy number of therapist listeners. But uh, yeah, it, it's... It's it's a hard thing to communicate. I think like this is an approach to therapy that is I, I don't know, I wouldn't call it popular, but I would I would say it's gaining popularity. Um it's essentially I'm going to really nerd out hard here. So I'm I'm you know, you fast forward to until you start hearing music so you hear Counterfeit Molly uh fucking shit up with their uh the track A Carefully Wrapped Bullet. And you definitely don't want to miss that song. But um for those of you who are interested, so this this approach is essentially like um okay, so the 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 common reference is Disney Pixar's movie Inside Out. Uh um Louis Black is is the voice of anger. I don't know the rest of the cast, but like this, it's about this girl Riley, and uh, I think she's like moving cities or something. I, I saw it a long time ago when it came out, and and basically, her family's like arguing at dinner, and every single person in the family, mom, dad, and and daughter, teenage daughter, or tween daughter, they all have parts inside of them, like the joyful part and the sad part and the angry part and the disgusted part, and these parts are full-blown personalities they're not so like anger is not just anger it's lewis black he's he he is the role of anger and he can get angry and he can joke around and he can get fearful and he can not trust the person um so that's uh that's essentially what this model of psychotherapy is uh and and it's not exactly unique um it's like like Virginia Satir is a well-known uh, um, name in the field of marriage and family therapy. She brings um, – she's in the, kind of the experiential camp, and she has something called a, a parts party. And I think I, – I could be getting this wrong, but I think she uh, basically has people um, like act out the different parts. 
Um, and I think I think even the model developer Dick Schwartz was talking about like getting people to do the empty chair technique. So if you don't know what the empty chair technique, that is where you sit. You're let's say you're in a therapist's office and you're sitting down. And there's another chair in the room and it's empty and your therapist is asking you, well, what would you say? What would you say to your brother or what would you say to your daughter or what would you say to your spouse or whoever you're having a hard time with? And you imagine that they're sitting in that empty chair and you could you could tell them what you want to tell them. Right. So you're not role playing with the therapist. You're role playing with your own mind and just imagining saying it to the imaginary person on the other side of the room. Well, you do that with you. So instead of with like instead of my wife in the empty chair, I would say um, the part of me that gets frustrated with my wife, not her, not the wife, the frustration. So the frustrated part would be in the chair and I would be asking the frustrated part questions. I'd be saying things like, I don't like you very much because you can, you know, take over and get me to, you know, make foolish decisions. Or I I would say I'm kind of curious about why, why you get frustrated all the time. You know, and so you can consult these inner psychic entities. You can consult them. You can ask them questions. And um, yeah, it's just uh, so here's what I'd say. Here's what I'd say. I'm still trying to figure out how to communicate um, this model. Like when I use it with my clients, I don't I don't I basically I don't have to give them the whole map of the model. I just ask them where there's tension in their body and then I ask them to find it in the body, right? Like there's tension. Okay, I feel it in my throat, say. And uh, <laughs> I realize I'm doing a terrible job explaining this because um, because of the context. Because you listeners, I don't know how many of you are familiar with uh, with different therapeutic processes. So um, there's a part of me that wants to bail out on this, oddly enough. I, I, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because it's been so revolutionary. It's ch- totally changed my approach to helping people it's it's been more of a game changer than the foundational two years of my grad school training and all of my years of experience as a clinician you know this this 16 hour training in internal family systems has totally uprooted and transformed how i work with individuals couples and families and so that's why i'm so (laughs) that's why i feel so important to talk about but i i also feel like i'm rambling incoherently so Anyway, let me come back and see if I can try and so 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 you ask a person where they're feeling tension in the body, okay? And uh and then and then how do you feel towards that part of you that feels tension? So so an example might be let's say frustration. So I'm I I feel frustration in my forehead or my jaw, right? And then the clinician would ask, "Okay, find that f- frustrated part of you and focus on it." And, and how do you feel towards it? How do you feel towards the frustrated part of you? And so people might say, I don't like it. Or they might say, well, I'm just kind of curious about it. I feel sorry for it, you know? So that, that part, that frustrated part of you is not just frustration. It's not just the name of the emotion. In narrative therapy, we externalize anxiety, externalize depression. So it's not just externalizing it, you know, where you put the, you separate it out and you say, here's me over here, Robin, and then there's Robin's frustration sitting over there in that chair. It's a separate thing. It's not, it's not just that. It's like, it's not just the sensations in the body that, that you're associated with frustration. It's like, that's, that's a whole entity. That's a whole personality. That's a different, that's a person over there. That's a person in the chair. Your frustration is a person, 
a full person that likes you, doesn't like you, trusts you, doesn't trust you, trust you, it has fears. And what's the frustrated part afraid would happen if it didn't show up and get me frustrated? Well, it's it's afraid that maybe, and I'm totally spitballing here, it's afraid that I get walked over, I get exploited. Or it's afraid that I might, you know, uh, start to, it's afraid I would feel regret if I didn't do something. So it's worried that if I don't take action and get frustrated, that I might feel regret, or I might feel shame, I might judge myself later on. So like the thing is, is, is benevolent. All of our parts have benevolent intentions. They're all good at bottom. I, I, think, I think the best way to, to really try and communicate this is to not talk about it here on a solo show, but actually I, I want to talk about it with other therapists, but I also want to talk about it with uh, religious leaders, like spiritual uh, you know, leaders of congregations, because it's that deep. It's like what, what's going on here is like, there, here's the map, okay? Here's the map. If you're still listening, God bless you. I don't know how you follow me. Uh, here's the map. You have protective parts, like your inner critic, okay? If you criticize yourself, hey, join the club. We all do it, okay? The inner critic is protecting something else. So you ask the critic, hey, what are you protecting? And the critic says, I'm protecting this. I'm, <laughs> I'm protecting, I don't want you to feel shame. I'm criticizing you so you'll do better, so you won't feel shame later on like the shamed child or the angry child or the lonely child. Like there's an inner child inside of everyone and it's not just one child. There's multiple children inside of you. And I don't mean that metaphorically. I don't mean it literally, obviously, because physically that doesn't make any sense, but I also don't mean it metaphorically. I do mean inside, psychologically, there are children that are trapped. They're trapped and I know this sounds crazy, but you, you, you access them. You go access them by getting permission from those that protect them, the protectors inside of you. Your anger could be a protector. Your, your, your self-critical, judgmental voice could be a protector, right? And if you get those p- protective parts to kind of just step back a little and just relax and give you some space, you can, you can get in touch with the little one, the 14-year-old one or the 8-year-old one or however old it is. It's in there. I promise you. It's incredible. <laughs> Don't you can't take my word for it. You got, you know, look this stuff up. I'm sure there are better communicators of this model at least right now. Like, you know, maybe I can communicate it better in a couple of years, but um cuz I'm still so new to it, but but not new enough where I haven't taken people through. And so what I do is once they get in touch with the little one, the vulnerable one, you ask it what it needs. Like what it needed back then. So if your 8-year-old self was like, "I needed I needed my mom to do this or I needed my dad to do this or I just needed a hug, you know? Then you go in there and you you as a self, you as this benevolent, curious, compassionate, loving self go in there as the original caregiver. You know, you're the caregiver to all your parts inside of you. That's why it's named internal family, internal family system. So you you take care of that little one. I needed you, I needed I needed my mom to be there. Okay, so then you go in there and you you be there for that little one the way that mom should have been many, many decades ago, right? Then you do that. Is there anything else you needed? And then the child will, will, will speak back to you. And you might, you might think like, you know, how can I, how, 
how would I not know what that little one went through? That little one was me. Of course I know what that was. But it, it, is, a du- it is a dualism. It's a dualistic dialogue between you and the part. Uh, and then when you, you, it's like a rescue mission. You retrieve the little child out of that time and place. And you, bring, and you ask them. You ask them, where do you want to go to unburden? You've been carrying this for so long. This family secret or whatever it was. What do you, where do you want to go? And the little child will say, I, don't, I just want to go to the park or I want to go to the forest or I want to go to the beach or, you know. And then you take them there. I want to go to grandma's house, wherever is safe for that child. And then, and then you take them there in your mind, your inner child. You take them in your mind to that place. You imagine it. And then you say, okay, now we can unburden. You can give all that up. You, can let, you don't have to carry it anymore. What do you want to give it up to? You want to give it up to water, fire, earth, you bury it in the earth, wash it away, blow it away in the wind, let the wind take care of it, give it into the light, or anything else. These elemental um, properties are what the little burdened parts want, prefer to use to un, un, unload their burdens. You know? And then they do that, and then, and then they're free. But here's the, here's the catch. You have to take care of them. You have to take care of them every single day for for about 4 weeks. Don't ask me why that's the case. That's just how it ta- that ha- that's how long it takes, it seems. This 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 model has been pressure tested for about 40 years. So if the if you as a patient client, if you don't if you if you retrieve your little inner child and you and you and they unburden, they let it all go, but you don't check in with them every day for 4 weeks, guess where they go? They go right back to that memory cuz that's all they know. That's what's familiar to them. So you got to check in with them. Hey, hey man. Hey, buddy. Hey, I mean, I wouldn't say man to my inner eight-year-old. They'd say, hey, hey how, how, are, how are you doing? How's everything? Is everything okay? Yeah? You want to hang out a little bit? You know, just check in. What do you want to do today? Just just be there. And, and for those of you who are skeptical about what I'm saying or think that that's like really silly or childish, that's a part, by the way. That's a part that... <laughs> That's blocking your 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 inborn innate uh, curiosity. Go read the article. Maybe, maybe it will make sense to you. I don't know. I've only gotten feedback by one person so far because I haven't promoted it on social media. Anyway, I'm going to be out of time here. Um, the Buzzsprout gods are going to charge my card that I mentioned had fraud, and I, I I don't even have updated my card. I think I don't know. These are personal problems. So anyway, all right. Let's get to this track. This is uh, this is a carefully wrapped bullet uh, again from the album Subtext. Uh, and if you love Counterfeit Molly, you like them, you want to check them out, again, their links are in the show notes. And uh, I'll see you all next week. Uh, so here, here it is, a carefully wrapped bullet. Enjoy.
Robin Smith Show is produced by me, Robin Smith. Executive produced by Robin and Kelly Glenn Smith at Team Robley. Theme song by The Very Small. The show is engineered by one of my alters, Games Nabisco. Listeners can get in touch by calling the hotline at 301-458-0883. Messages can be sent to robinsmithshow at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Disclaimer. This podcast is for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, psychotherapy, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. Note, no therapist-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the listener's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Listeners should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. 